Yeah, like putting our show in. That's all right. We were gone the last two Thursdays. Oh, Things I, happen. I get it. I, I'm fully in, aware of that. However, we're here today, which means that we just killed Zach Gelb. Not literally, what? but figuratively. Anywho, we welcome you to the program. We'll limp through trying to get all the stuff right since it wasn't right. And uh, see if we can't uh, pull a show off today. By the way, coming up on the program today, we got a couple big hitters coming in today. It's a lot of Ashdown theme show today. Really? You only told me one. I told you two. No. Did you get to send another email later? I sent you two in the text message. I didn't see one. One at 515 and one at 545. They yeah. were in the same message. I have to go back and look at that. I didn't see that. No, you didn't I saw read the it baseball all. coach at 515. You read a little bit and you didn't read the rest. That's all I saw. It's all in there. Austin Cross, head coach of the Panthers, who tomorrow morning will play for Baseball the state Panthers. championship. Yes. Well, what other what other Panthers are we going to talk to in the middle of May? Football guy? No. I'm not talking Possibly. to Matt Richardson. Possibly. No. Baseball guy. 515. We're going to get him on the horn. He's on the bus as they're getting ready to uh, head up to UCA, I believe, for the uh, state championship in 4A in Arkansas. Lone Oak. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, the state title game. We'll get uh, Coach Cross on in a couple of minutes. 5.45 this afternoon, Cedric Harris, Ash Downs' favorite son, will join us. He's got a, uh, a thing coming up Saturday. Yeah. Be like CJ fundraiser for this the, year, um, though. The, Walk uh, of Love. Power Hour had him on this week. Yeah. We're going to get a couple of minutes with him today. Okay. It's good. It kind of goes hand in hand. We're trying to, you know, get them through the car wash, as they say. Yes. So that everybody at every different level of programming gets a chance to uh, make sure when an important event like this comes up, we get it covered. Yeah. He'll it's hop it's on, a very cool event. He'll hop on the last uh, yeah. six or seven minutes. Saturday morning. They're, they're, you can win some prize money if you come participate in the walk. I got a cookie today when I went to the uh, Meet the Principal. Is that That's anything good. the same? You deserve a cookie. I didn't meet the principal, but I got a cookie. There you go. So, you know, it's a win-win for me. From the new principal, they perfectly, <laughs> purposely keep you away. <laughs> they put the cookies in a strategic place keep you away. where I would not get too close to the new admin over at Texas High. But anyway, I digress. We welcome you to the show today. Obviously, uh, today, the um, funeral services for uh, for yes. Judy. And by the way, uh, big thumbs up to Matt Graves. Uh Matt, the Matt Graves. Yeah, we forgot. You know, we left Matt out on the list. We talked about John Johnson, and we talked about myself yeah. and Jason Boston. Uh, Shooty had more partners. Uh, we can't be careful. I'm just saying, in his broadcasting career, than anybody else I know. Okay. Uh, I forgot. Two years he did Texas High football with Matt Graves. That's true. And Matt, for people who may not know, is a preacher here in town. Who doesn't know that? Well, he's got a pretty big congregation That's what over I'm there. saying. But uh, he did the first part of the service today. Outstanding job. Just really, I thought, no offense to the other preacher, but uh, uh, Matt. They, they tag-teamed it today? Well, I'm not going to say anything. You know, preachers at funerals, some of them want to preach. Some of them want to talk about what we're here for. And uh, <laughs> oh, geez. Matt talked about what we were there for well, today good. and just did a fantastic job. He spoke from the heart, and uh, it was very moving what he had to say about Keith. 
and uh, being a color commentator and uh, how we're really not needed if you're with people who do the prep and all and there you go all that you get a word in occasionally and only when you got to breathe or take a bite of a hot dog that's (laughs) uh, he he did a fantastic job and uh, uh, the music was good the service was just filled to the room i did not try to make the trip out uh to the cemetery uh they had no shortage of uh, police units to escort. I would think out there, uh, as Matt said in his remarks, there was no safer place in Texas today to be <laughs> than where we were at two o'clock this afternoon out at Myrtle Springs Baptist Church, which is a lovely facility. I had never been in the doors there, and it was, it's a very nice. Uh, but I tell you what, and and my other thumbs up is to Coach Stanford. And the folks at TISD who brought the bus. Yeah. They literally brought the bus. The cool one, the wrapped the one? The cool wrapped yeah, TISD been, bus. McClure's been getting into that one for the yeah. last few months. That's and not a bad deal. It's it's a great thing for the district to have. They show up, a half dozen coaches, and probably 15 students uh, who – and. A lot of this credit goes to Susan Waldrop and her organization, I'm sure, that has these young people who are committed to giving time to the community. They're in their football jerseys, their baseball jerseys, their drill team outfits, their cheer outfits, uh, soccer outfit. These young people gave their afternoon up. Water polo? We have any water polo? I didn't see that. Thank goodness. I didn't see that. But these young people gave their afternoon up. And as I tried to convey to them, Keith's grandchildren were more impressed seeing those young people (laughs) there in their attire. Yes. And it meant more to them about what their grandfather did than the mayors that were there or the judges that were in attendance or another guy another guy in a suit. uh, Lawyers, police people. There there were all kinds of people. But I promise you for those young grandchildren of Keith Shooty seeing those young people there in their game attire yes. and their game outfits big guys wow yeah that that yeah. meant more to who their yep. grandfather was and what he did than all that other and i i'm not trying to downplay his time as a other thing police all things like that that certainly i'm sure was important to them but for those young people those young grandchildren i thought it meant a lot more to have those and they gave up their afternoon to get on a bus and drive out to Hooks and right. and sit there sure. and, and listen, uh, and and so just kudos to Miss Waltrip and Coach Stanford and the coaches up there and but they really did honor Keith with their attendance yep. and oh. you know they did that when Al passed away. Um, a little larger venue, and there were a bunch of the well, kids there. Uh, You'd think that, but this church today was about it? as big as... Uh, I'm surprised that, by that. Yeah, I, I, I was not expecting yeah. it to be as big as it was either, but it was a good-sized church, and uh, yeah, I'm, and I've been in Hardy many times as a former member of Hardy Methodist right. Right. back in the day when it was down the street here, but uh, I, I will say this. It was a, just a, an outstanding turnout of people who wanted to share with Terry and the rest of the family what Keith meant to all of us. And I'm sure you said it this morning on your show, but we'll say it again this afternoon for the audience that may be different, and that was how much the family wanted to thank everybody, and they wanted us to do that, to kind of thank folks out there for, you know, 
Send, sending flowers, sending prayers, giving a call, and, and coming the, up to the, the service today or the visitation last the night. The visitation last night, you and I were just oh. blown away by the attendances. Yeah. I told Chop this morning, that old man behind us that said, you know, he'd been to preachers, policemen, saints, and sinners, but he'd never seen a turnout like that. And right. that was as big a turnout as I've ever seen at a visitation. There so, you go. Uh, the city really did it. A great job of letting the Shooty family uh, know how much they love. And yep. the folks out in Hooks today did yep. the same thing. Yep. But anyway, Terry and, and uh, Kevin and them all wanted to make sure everybody out there got the word of thank you. Because that's what they really were wanting yeah. to say. Thank you for being there for and caring. wrapping your arms around them and making it all a little bit easier. Because none of this is easy. That's yeah. that. That's all yeah. I got. Let's take a break. We're gonna we're gonna pop in here. Uh, Why well, say break? I, there's no music. <laughs> I was it's, it's just going to be a clown show today. We'll right. get our way through that, but we're gonna take the time out here. I'll uh, get uh, Coach Cross on the phone here in just a minute or two, and we'll see if we can't talk a little bit of Ashdown baseball because after all, you're getting to play for a state championship. That's kind of a big deal. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back in a couple of minutes. We'll get Coach Austin Cross on the phone with us, and we will. Uh, We'll talk a little Panther baseball here on Leaving the Yard. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. Welcome back. We got about 14 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. As we hop on the phone real quick, we're going to talk to uh, Ashdown Panther head baseball coach uh, Austin Cross, who's joining us on the bus, on the road, getting ready to head down to or up to the state baseball championship tomorrow. And uh, we welcome you to the show, coach. Thanks for taking a minute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, how's ex- how, how excited is the bus right now? Or are they all settled in, headphones on, taking a nap? Uh, when we took off, they were pretty excited. And now I think the energy uh, has turned into nap time before we go out to eat here. So uh, I'm enjoying a little peace and quiet before we get to Conway. Now, Coach Chuck Cross got me hooked up with you. And uh, so I reached out and said, what, relatives, yes or no? He went, no, just star pitcher on the 2016 team. So how crazy is it for you coming back home and getting to this place where you're about to take this team into the state championship game? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty surreal. I've had a few people ask me if I've stopped, you know, and taken it in. I kind of told them I hadn't stopped yet. I'll stop after the game and take that all in. But, uh, yeah, when I got to play for – Coach Cross, and we, we got to go to the state championship and fell a little short. So uh, that's a game that still keeps me up at night. So that, that was definitely probably my biggest reason in, in taking the job is I knew the guys that are on this bus now, and I knew that they made it last year, and a lot of them were returning, and that we'd have a shot to be here. And I'll be dang, we're back. Now, 
do you follow in the other Coach Cross's uh, mindset about how he played the game or how he coached the game? Or are y'all similar? Or did you grow off and come back with a new idea about uh, the game of baseball? Oh, no, sir. There, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that uh, I played under or uh, that I looked up to. Definitely Coach Cross. We do a lot of the same things, which uh, I think made the transition really easy for the guys that uh, I run a pretty similar program. I also got to give a lot of props to uh, Cody Hood and Allen Hall at Henderson State. Um, that's, I got to play at Henderson State for six years. I take a lot of things from them. I talk to Lance Feigner, Rich Mountain a lot. I talk to Coach Cross a lot. Um, I talk to Fowler, Libby Allo. There's there's a whole you know umbrella of coaches that I really look up to, and um, I, I just kind of take a little of everything, but definitely a whole lot from Coach Cross and how he ran a program. Your your team started this year kind of up and down. You, you took a loss to Hooks and were six and ten. And since then, and we talked about it on the show yesterday. Since then, you guys have been on fire. What happened after the Hooks game for you guys to go twelve and one the last thirteen? Oh yeah, man. Um, I think the, the strength of schedule was definitely really good early. Um, we went and played. You know, the Liberty Isle six and high. Hooks had a very good squad. Um, but, man, the confidence never wavered. It's not like something just changed all of a sudden after the Hoops game. The, the guys just kept believing. They knew how good we were and how good we could be when we all put it together. It just seemed like we put it all together at the perfect time. So uh, we're excited to do it now. And, yeah, you're right, man. We're, we're playing the best ball of the year right now. You're in a pretty good conference to begin with. You guys in Nashville, Magnolia, certainly that's it's, it's a good – top of that conference you had a regular season i think last game lost to nashville and since then you've been on fire even going into the uh the tournament afterward anything happened in that last game against nashville you thought maybe helped to springboard you to where you are now yeah the the greatest thing about the thing about nashville is uh we were it was actually for the conference championship so um i kind of told the guys like hey, this is perfect we get a we get a free tournament game before the tournament starts um a packed crowd, you know, the pressure's there. And um, we came a little short, played a good game. Nashville just played. They just played better that day. And, uh, yeah, but I think it really got us ready for those big games coming up. And now we hadn't been shocked by them. And, and just to, to finish up that thought, a week later you hung a 14-2 to loss on Nashville. So I think you kind of you, you got the better of them. Yeah, I got to say, that one felt pretty good. That one felt pretty good to get them <laughs> back there. Uh and in the regional championship and other championship game, you know, it felt good. Now, I'm looking at the roster that uh, Rick Thomas put the profile in the paper this week, and uh, I'm seeing where uh, you've got one singer on the list of nine players who profiled. Is that one of the reasons it took a while for this team to mesh is because uh, you had a young ball club? Yeah, we, we actually are pretty young. Uh, yeah, like you said, we only have two seniors on the team. Um, Ron Derrick's a little banged up, uh, one senior, and then Derrick Hilton's leading the way at third base and in the box as a senior. But, I, man, I just I think the, the schedule was tough, and we just hadn't put all the pieces together. Um, and they, for sure, for sure, we had some guys that uh, didn't get to play last year. And so every single game, man, they're just more experienced, more poised, more comfortable on on the diamond. And um, yeah, I mean, anytime you got a whole team, um, they've all just come together little by little. 
But I mean, you can't say enough about them how much they trust each other and how the confidence didn't waver. Uh, there was at one point in the year that I was like, man, maybe the schedule was, you know, too tough. But the guys just took it on the chin, and we just keep coming back to work. Um, every week of practice, I feel like gotten better and better. And I, yeah, I just think the confidence has grown throughout the year. Austin Cross joining us, the head coach of the Ashdown Panthers. You talk about this team, and you, you do have some youngsters, but I'm looking at this list here, and, and you've got an outfielder that uh, came in second in the state in the 400 meters. Uh, i got to think that kid can track down anything. Yeah, yeah, we feel pretty good uh, when the ball goes in the air. If it stays <laughs> the yard, uh, Braden Wood Walden's going to come down with it, and uh, we don't have much down in our mind. Uh, we actually have – on the corners, you got Mason Washington, who made a diving play in the semis, and Grayson Porter made two of the best plays in the regional that I've seen a high schooler make. Uh, he threw a guy out of the plate and made a diving grab out there. And then to win the regional championship, Wood slid in to catch one. So, uh, yeah, I feel pretty good as a, as a head coach where I see one fly up in the outfield. I know somebody's going to get it. Now, we saw a game. We, did, we, we do Liberty Island baseball. We saw a van team a couple weeks ago that decided to really cheat their in, their outfielders in. I mean, they were obviously in. Daring teams to hit over the top. They had some kind of speed in the outfield as well. Are you that bold where you're going to move those guys in so far to kind of intimidate batters? I'm going to take away singles because I don't think you can hit it over these guys' heads. Um, well, if we played some, you know, matchups here and there, but I tell you what, we won't be doing that tomorrow. <laughs> they lead the state home run, so we're going to keep them back, and we'll, we'll come up and get it. I think it's easier to go up than back. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to threaten those guys tomorrow to try to get it over. You're talking about Lone Oak, obviously. Championship game tomorrow. They're 28-2. and two. They haven't uh, – I think they've been number one all year in the state in, in 4A. You guys played in the state tournament at, the, at their place, didn't you, the last game you played? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, we did. So have you had a chance to see them in person? Yes, sir. They uh, they looked pretty good when we saw them. I think they, I think they hit five home runs, and I think they run around 15-2, something like that. Now, they, they got a kid who's going to Arkansas, going up to Fayetteville, and uh, I, I read a little bit today. Is he actually going up there as a catcher? Is that what Steel Eaves has been, been uh, recruited to? Um, right now, I think he's got a chance to do both. They actually have three kids going to Arkansas on the team right now. Um, and I, I know they all three pitch, and I, I'm not sure if they've picked a position yet or if they're going to try to play both. But you, you mentioned three guys who are D1 pitchers going to, to Fayetteville. Five home runs in the game. How's little Ashdown going to hang with these Giants? Hey, man, you just go out there. That's why you play the game, you know. So it's a one-game thing. We'll put the pressure on them. We'll apply pressure all game. And, hey, you look up at the end and see what happens. So while they're hitting home runs, is, is that not really your your team? Are you guys a small ball uh, kind of team, or, or are you home run hitters too? We have the ability to hit home runs, one through nine. Um, I think seven of the nine guys that line up have a home run right now. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, but, no, we don't hit it out of the yard as much as they do. But, no, we can still hit. We'll play a little small ball, nothing like Libriolo or anything. But uh, we'll, we'll do a little ball, man. We can we can go gap to gap and hit our doubles. We'll let our speed play. We'll steal some bags. We'll find a little. So, yeah, we, we play all-around game for sure. But, no, I still got some guys that they catch a barrel, especially with the velo. We'll see tomorrow. It, it could fly. No. You're going into a game where 
you're not the favorite, obviously. You've got the number one team in the state. You've moved up from 3A to 4A this year. When you look at this game and you think about your pitching, is it all hands on deck? May you get creative with your pitching uh, tomorrow, or is it I've got an ace, here's the ball, go get it? Yeah, I mean, we got we got three or four guys we're really, really confident in. So, yeah, those three, four um, would definitely be all hands on deck. Uh, since tournament time, Walt Jones, he, he's throwing lights out. So, we're going to throw him at them first. And, and then we got a guy, Grayson Porter, who's been – he's really turned it on since tournament time. And we got a few other guys that they're going to be ready to go if their name's called. So, I know they won't be scared at the moment. They'll, they'll definitely be ready for the opportunity. Ashdown Panther coach uh... – Austin Cross joining us. So, so what's more nerve-wracking, Coach, being on the field as a player like you've been or being in the dugout as a coach where you can't really do anything? It's up to the guys on the field. Oh, yeah, it's definitely as a coach. I have no control. It looks like I have all the control, but I, I can't pitch it or swing it. So uh, it was a lot easier when I had the ball in my hand every play. <laughs> Are you going to sleep tonight? Oh, yeah, I sleep good. I, I'm a sleeper. None's going to take my sleep away, that's for sure. Now, 10 o'clock in the morning is a weird time to be starting. Typically, you guys are playing at 5 in the evening. It is, I know both teams are going through the same thing tomorrow, but starting so early, what's going to be your routine tonight and tomorrow once you get uh, at, uh, at Conway? Uh, well, you know, we'll get to Conway, and we'll we'll let them have their little fun and play their little PlayStation whatever, and uh, we'll get them in bed you know, around 10 or so, and we'll wake up early, get some good breakfast. I'll get me some coffee in me, get fired up. <laughs> we'll show up to the field just like it's a 5 o'clock game. If you if you need help getting cranked up to the state championship, you're the wrong guy. Are, are, are you a big uh, you're, you're a big eater team this early in the morning, or are you going to want them to go in lean and hungry? Uh, No, we'll, we'll eat. I'll let them do whatever they're comfortable with. We'll, we'll meet up for breakfast, and if they want to eat a big breakfast, then they better perform. If they don't want to eat it, that's up to them. So, uh, no, I'm not a guy that's just going to be real strict on what you eat. You, you Whatever is going to make you perform at 10 a.m., let's do it. Now, Coach, you, uh, can you handle these guys on PlayStation? No, I, I, don't, I don't even try that, man. I don't try that. I don't want to tear them up too good, you know, get the confidence down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to take it easy on my guys. Nice. I, I would imagine there's probably going to be uh, nobody in Ashdown tomorrow morning. They'll all be up in Conway. But um, how important is the crowd for you guys tomorrow? Ah, uh, man. When you get out there, it's um, we definitely appreciate our fans coming out. Man, our fans travel really well. But uh, I, I don't think our guys care if there's zero people there or ten thousand people. Man, we just we're ready to go play seven innings versus a great Lone Oak team. You're ready to play them right now, Coach. I can, you're you're so jazzed up. You can wake those guys up and play somebody. Stop along the way, find some kids, play some baseball. Hey, we're about to pass Arkadelphia right now. We can exit it off and meet them at Clyde Berry at Henderson, and we'll be ready. Go get the Badgers up. Tell them we're going to play you guys right now because we need to whip somebody on our way to Conway. <laughs> hey, I, I bet Coach Lowe would be in for it. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate you very much. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Oh, wait a second. Tony, one more question. Coach, um, to talk to uh, Mr. Harris, and uh, I got to think, is your team, and there's probably guys on your team that uh, grew up around CJ, honoring uh, him here in town Saturday. Uh, is, is that something you hear your guys talk about? 
Oh, yeah, that's that's something. That, uh, we still have the 24 on the back of our hat, man. That, that's something we carry carry very heavily with to us this, to this day. Uh, we actually let um, Wood, Braden Walton, the center fielder, he wears 24 um, on some game days to, you know, represent that. We, we had the C.J. game. Uh, the Harris family, they're family friends to me, and that's something we carry really heavy. And uh, we, we know he's still with us, and he'll be out there with us floating around center field tomorrow helping us out. I know that. All right. I tell you what, Coach, we appreciate you very much. Best of luck tomorrow morning. Don't drink too much coffee, and uh, let those kids have some fun tomorrow. Oh, we're going to have some fun. We're ready for the opportunity. We appreciate y'all. You bet. Appreciate you very much, Coach, and good luck. Yes, sir. All right, here you go, Coach Austin Cross. As the Ashdown Panthers are on the road, watch out. That bus is heading toward Conway. We'll take a break. We're going to come back in just a couple. It's about uh, 28 minutes after 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor, here on The Fan 107.9. Miller Bowie Supply will be having their annual Customer Appreciation Day Friday, May 19th, 1007 West 3rd Street, Texarkana, Texas. We'll be broadcasting live from 11 until 2 with hamburgers, hot dogs, dorm prizes, and there'll be a one-day sale with big savings on exclusive Mina products. Many vendors will be on site showcasing their products, too. Miller Bowie Supply, 1007 West 3rd in Texarkana. Welcome back. We got about uh, 33 minutes after 5 o'clock leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Uh, appreciate uh, Austin Cross, the uh, coach of the Ashdown Panthers, for spending a couple of minutes. CJ, excuse me, uh, Cedric Harris, CJ's dad, coming up in about uh, 13, 14 minutes. We'll get him on. That's a, a, a good way to bring those two stories together. Uh, what's happening Saturday morning here in town? Uh, both Mayor Brown and Brueggemann are going to be out there, as well as the mayor from Ashdown are all going to be part of the uh, the gathering and presentation this Saturday here in town. Exactly. Uh, story in the paper this morning about the uh, transfer portal for high school. Yeah, I got all three coaches on the Texas side as uh, opinion on it. No surprise. Uh, Texas high school coaches, as all three coaches, talked about their professional organizations or opposed to it yeah i can't imagine that it's even getting any traction for no. a discussion no. let alone that some some state representative put it up for a you know potential vote on it in in particular in light of the fact that uil doesn't like it coaches organizations don't like it i'm not sure exactly what the uh what the reps trying well, trying to get at here i, I think it's it's a individual rights question but the courts have ruled in the past that, uh, to be honest, that pre-18-year-olds really don't have the same rights that adults have in America. And there's a reason that we don't have sub-18-year-olds have those rights is maybe they don't always make choices best for them. That's right. And so uh, that's what this is about. I, I understand uh, I'm all, you know, usually I'm always on the side of civil rights and sure. liberties. Well, of course. But in this case, a sub 18 year old, I have a question about. Now, 
I think if you want to come to me with an 18-year-old with the right to make that decision, I kind of lean in favor of it. Well, but parents have the rights to make decisions for kids. Yes. Which to me is where this gets to be a real problem area, is that some parent wanting to live vicariously through their kid decides, I tell you what, I want to move you here. But that's happening. Well, I know that it is. Parents are making that decision. All you have to do is move into a different district. But this conversation about it being the 18-year-old's right or it shouldn't be the the 15-year-old's not making that decision anyway. The parent is. The parent's making that decision. You and I both know we have households that we deal with where there's not always a parent who is making decisions. Understood. But I also know there are parents or uncles. In the vast majority of cases, that is the case. Yes. But I just think an 18-year-old, if we give you the right to vote, if we give you the right to serve in our military, and that's why we decided with the 26th Amendment to give you the right to vote, I think you have a right to make decisions as an adult. That wouldn't bother me so much. But that's the only way I can support this type of legislation. We've got plenty of ways to move district to district now. We have open enrollment. We have, uh, if, if you have a troubled district or whatever, you have options. Obviously, parents can move your child at any time. Now, there may be some question uh, if it is strictly for athletic purposes, and that's what this addresses, is it's basically making it legal to do what's happening now under the guise of other reasons. And I I don't like, and I'm not in favor of, we're talking about kids, and we're talking about parents of kids who are making a, you get a one-time transfer, well... Okay, I left school A, I went to school B, I hate school B. Kids at school B are mean, I don't want to be here, I thought I was going to be the starting whatever, I'm not. I want to go back to school A. Well, now you can't. You can go back, but you can't play. Well, you can't. You, you, you can now. You, you can't now. For non-athletic reasons. But under the plan. Oops. Uh, Where's that coming from? Under the plan that's been thrown out there, not so much. You get well, one transfer like you would at college. It's actually going to limit it in some way. Right, that's exactly right. Which I don't think people are seeing that this is actually going to put a limit on some of it. Uh, we've had many kids in this area that have bounced from school to school. Uh, but like I say, as long as you're doing it for non-athletic reasons... You're free to do so. Yeah. You I think really have to require some residency. What's happened with this thing is no longer do athletic directors in districts or in the schools that you're transferring to or from have the ability to have to sign off on it. Well, that, that's what the yes. effect is doing. And it's limiting the district committee's ability to rule on these matters. Right. Exactly. Districts right. have what's known as the district committee that passes judgment on these. Right. And that takes their power away. Well, there's there's two levels of involvement. The school A that you started at has to sign off on it. Yeah. And then school B's district has to sign off on it. Yeah, your kids, your, your new star wide receiver's moving in because he's moving in, not because of athletics. That's 
problematic too, especially when you start seeing schools gang up on other schools, saying, oh, wait a minute now, I don't like what you guys have been doing. We're all voting no to you. All that's happening. It's always very political. Yeah. But let's say there's going to continue to be movement since this legislation. Moving of student athletes is not going to slow any. <laughs> it's, no, if anything, right. going Nothing. to continue to increase. Right. Uh, people are learning the ins and outs of what you have to say and how you have to say it to make it work. I tell you, in, in, in a sidebar vein of this, I had a really good conversation with a couple of guys about an hour ago concerning NIL things. And I really got a bit of an education on the money that's being thrown around by some of these schools at some of these kids. Very, and in fact, some of the conversation was was with a couple of lawyers about how is this taxed? What about tuition? Does that become taxable? Because if indeed the tuition was the thing that got you this job and all this money that's being thrown your way, isn't the tuition now taxable? So every academic kid that gets tuition is going to be taxable? They're not getting NIL money. That doesn't matter. You're getting tuition now. No, I, you just brought up tuition. I know. I, so you're telling me every kid that gets an academic scholarship is going to get I'm saying the, tax their tuition. That was the question that these two lawyers I was talking to were having. Lots of other scholarships are out there have nothing to do with athletics. But you're not earning an income from them like you are at at this, at NIL money. So we're going to discriminate against student athletes and tax their tuition. But this academic kid over here, we're not going to tax? I didn't say they were going to. I said that was a question that was brought up. Well, I'm just saying. That's part of their, their questioning of this is, does the tuition now become a thing? All, as well as a question about non-compete. You're handing kids large amounts of money. Can you make kids, even with a transfer portal, in a, is this the fight back for the university that I'm giving this well, kid? This, into a contract. That's right. Yeah. Can, I, can I then have them sign a non-compete? You can have a contract. They are locked in here for yeah. whatever the time. You can't keep them forever. But, but you could say for a period of 12 months, you can't go to any other Johnny football star and school says alright here's your scholarship and then here's your booster, booster says Johnny here's your 500,000 we want you to sign a non-compete if I'm Johnny I say well I'm going to go down here to the next school and they tell me I don't have to sign a non-compete right. and that's possible Yeah, Good you idea. can try to hang that on me sure, but I'm not going to sign that and eventually, they may all do it, though. Yeah. All the schools may and say, we're all going to work that way. collusion in the courts have addressed that on multiple occasions. Well, yes, but. Mm, yes, but. I think we, all the way back to Kurt Flood, we've addressed but, that. But remember, a, a non-compete typically means I'm giving you something, and you've agreed to this. And yes, if the schools have, makes it a contract. If the schools have all done this, they've all implemented the same kind of policy. It may be a little different worded. They may give a different thing. Good luck trying to prove that that's collusion. If school A hits on it first, Texas, and the other C, ah, nobody's transferring out of Texas because their kids have signed a non-compete. Is A&M not going to have a non-compete the next year? I would think they were. I don't think you have to collude to do it. Think, you don't have to get together in the room I first. Think it says, it says, we'll offer them a deal where they don't have to sign it. 
That's how the markets typically work. It, it is. It is. But in this fight against NIL, and sometimes Arkansas this year may be the beneficiary. I think they've signed their 16th transfer player coming into Fayetteville to play football for the Razorbacks. Sometimes you're the winner. Sometimes you're the loser, and yeah. your good players and go the away. losers are these smaller schools for Well, no question. The Louisiana Tech world no who are question. losing their best players. No question. And they may be the ones who have to look at the non-compete. Yeah. They're not going to get the top-line guys to begin with. And if you want to be a guy who hits a chance to play, this is how you're going to get some money, and you're going to be guaranteed you're going to stay here for whatever the amount of time is. I don't know. Just like they make the coaches stay? They do not. And I and you know how I feel about that. I'm not a fan in the first place of, of locking kids, but I'm just saying as a school, especially if I'm the – the loser in the NIL, the open transfer rule, the transfer portal rule, if I'm the losing end of that and I'm seeing my talent walk away every year, I may be looking at well, a way to try to lock them The losers are going to be the smaller schools. Which is what they are, yes, no question. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. It is, uh, what, about uh, 16 minutes until 6 o'clock. Let's see if I can't get C.J. Harris, or excuse me, I keep saying it, uh, Cedric Harris on the phone with me. And uh, see if we can't get this last segment in. We'll do that after the break here on Leaving the Yard. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. Oliver's Pizza is new in the 82 Plaza on East 9th. Oliver's Pizza serves great pizza on homemade dough from personal sizes on up. Start with an appetizer or a couple orders of traditional bone-in wings. Stop at the salad bar and man, you've got a meal. Try the lunch buffet or come for dinner. Oliver's Pizza, open Monday through Saturday, 3809 East 9th, a couple doors down from the dugout. Pizza, wings, and salad bar. Half-price wings every Wednesday at Oliver's Pizza. To feel the calming effects of nature, take a deep breath in and out. Every breath makes you feel closer to nature. And every sip makes nature feel closer to you. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. Beer in its organic form. You've already been the victim of a careless driver, and now you find yourself at the mercy of a billion-dollar insurance company. Don't be a victim twice. I'm Monty Murray with the Murray Law Office, and I can help you through this process. So give me a call at 903-823-3000. We're located at 3918 Texas Boulevard here in Texarkana. I'm Monty Murray, and I'm telling you, don't be a victim twice. We welcome you back. It's about uh, 14 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. And we are jumping quickly on our phone for the last segment here from the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. And joining us live this afternoon, Cedric Harris. Uh, first time we've had Cedric on the program with us. And uh, we welcome you to the show, sir. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, it's an honor, man. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Well, I tell you what, we were talking with uh, Coach about a half hour ago about this uh, Ashdown Panther team making a run to uh, hopefully a state championship tomorrow. Are you traveling at all to the game tomorrow, or are you not going to be able to make it? We won't be able to make it, but I will be there in spirit. And uh, quick story about Coach Cross, um, and, and I know he probably didn't have time to mention it, but 
um, you know, I look at him like a nephew. He he used to come and live with me in San Antonio during his high school summers um, and play summer ball for my program in San Antonio. So I used to uh, – we have a special relationship, so I'm super proud of him uh, and, and everything that he's accomplished in his first year coaching. Those kids are really responding to him, and he's really taken to the high school coaching ranks very well. Well, you say he wouldn't have time. He actually did have some time and did mention just how <laughs> special you and your family were to him. Well, that's good. I, I'm glad he mentioned it. I, I, if he if he mentioned something, I figured it might be the early morning wake ups and the and the strict regimens I had him on. Wouldn't let him drink <laughs> sodas and eat a lot of sweets that night. But I'm, it, feel, it makes me feel good that he that he left those things out and mentioned the kind words about the family. And he did mention how important CJ's memory is to this ball club and uh, what uh, it means to them as individuals and as a team. And uh, he, he basically said they feel like they take the field with an extra player every time di- every time they are on the field. Right, it, it, right. He um, one of the things that CJ looked forward to most was uh, being an Ash Down Panther, and and and, and all, all the guys on the team right now. Um, he had real close relationships and bonds with those guys, and they would sit around and talk about what they would, were going to do once they got a chance to put that jersey on. And the team has just done a wonderful job um, honoring CJ's legacy, um, carrying him along with them. And, uh, you know, we're just really, really happy that, that those guys are out performing the way they're performing, and CJ's getting to, uh, getting to live through those guys. Well, and you've got a huge event coming up in uh, less than twelve, uh, less than thirty hours, thirty-five hours, uh, the uh, Walk of Love that's happening on Saturday morning, and I wanted to give you a couple of minutes to uh, at least throw this out to to our audience. Tell them what's going on Saturday morning, where they got to be, what's going to go down, and and just exactly why this is such an important event for you and your family. Right, we'll be. Um... We'll, we'll start registration uh, around 8 o'clock, uh, I guess at 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30. The race, the walk or race will start at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, we're going to have, you know, it's free family fun. We're going to have food trucks, prizes, bounce houses, games, face painting. Um, we're going to just have a good time. Uh, we, we look forward to having the kids out really just showing love to one another. Um, you know, we live in Texarkana where we're divided by two states, and, and sometimes I know in the past, you know, there was so much competition going on uh, from both sides that you know we, we we weren't necessarily getting on the way getting along getting along the way we should. So we're we're having this event, bringing kids of all ages, all schools. We're having dance teams, cheerleaders, bands. We're coming out just in the honor of love. We want to make sure we're coming out honoring CJ with that because you know love meant the most to him. He he was really into things in terms of society and people of different races coming together. And uh, this is just an opportunity for us to get out there, uh, walk in honor of him, and also help the community come together, especially the young ones, and give them an opportunity to not just show love, but also uh, get loved on by others out there. It's been a little bit more now than, what, two years since CJ's uh, passed. Are you shocked, surprised, or just really, really a proud dad about how many people your son touched over his short life right i'm uh more just a proud dad i i knew the i knew the impact that he had on people uh when he was when he was around them um but obviously just the outpouring of love and support um you you never know until you know but i was uh this is just the way 
the way he lived. I mean, he was always one to give um, and, and to show love, appreciation, and respect to others um, upon meeting him. And um, so uh, just a proud dad um, that he was able to live his life in a way that impacts so many others. Well, notice you got both mayors from both sides of town. You got the Ashdown mayor coming in. Uh, how did all this come together? Yes, my uh, this is my this is my wife's idea. She she put this thing together. Uh, we had a race last year um, in Baton Rouge on LSU, LSU's campus for CJ, and uh, we really really had a great time doing that uh, with the, with the LSU and Baton Rouge community. And um, when we got back, we said we, we wanted to do this um, in the community that CJ uh, CJ was going to school in and that he was living in currently. So we wanted to make sure that we brought this back. And so she really, 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 she spent a lot of uh, long hours on this project, meeting with school officials, community leaders, uh, just making sure that we could get the date, the, the location, and all the activities that, we, um, that we're going to have out there Saturday. Uh, is there a need to pre-register if you're participating? Um, yes, yes, you can. Um, and you can do that by visiting uh, BeLikeCJ.org. We have a registration form available. Um, again, BeLikeCJ.org. And if, um, and, and if you're not a, and if someone's not able to do it there, they can also do it um, the morning before the race. And is there a fee, or what, what do people need to do or bring them? There's no fee. All, the, all, all they need to bring is themselves and love so that we can share it with one another. Any funds you raise from this are going to your foundation? Yes, they're going to go to the Be Like CJ Foundation, uh, which we started um, after CJ, uh, after his passing. And uh, we started the foundation in honor of the things that, that were most near and dear to his heart. Uh, you know, we, we, we go into schools. We organize other community uh Activities we, we do giveaways, food giveaways, clothes giveaways, shoes giveaways. We give scholarships. We also do camps and clinics for uh, for, for athletes. So we do a lot of uh, a lot of things, just trying to spread the word on some of the character traits that CJ was about, uh, because he was having had a huge impact on the people that he was around, and we wanted to make sure we continue his legacy in that way. And you mentioned skills camps, and, and I'd be remiss if we didn't at least give you a chance to promote that, because you've got one coming up in just a couple of weeks. Right, yes we do. We're going to have a we're having a baseball and softball camp uh, Monday, June 5th at Lake Park. Uh, we're, we have a great turnout. Um, I mean, kids from all over East Texas, um, as far as Louisiana, um, they'll be out. We, we have some great coaches that will be out helping us as well. We're going to go over the skills. We're going to go over the sportsmanship. We're going to go over everything that, that a kid you know possibly needs to know when they go out and take the field, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint to help them to succeed at the game and to, to continue to go out and enjoy it and have fun at it as they continue to progress up the ranks. And, and you're doing not just baseball but also softball, aren't you? Yes, we're doing softball as well. So the softball camp will follow the baseball camp, uh, which the baseball camp will go from nine to twelve, and the softball camp will go from twelve thirty to three thirty. And we're going we're going to cover um, uh, with the softball players every aspect, all the way down to situational play as well. We wanted to, we didn't want to exclude the softball players because, to be quite honest with you, you know, uh, uh, some of those ladies play play the game harder than a lot of the boys do. So we wanted to make sure we include them as well. Well, hopefully Saturday morning we've got a celebration of CJ's life and, and maybe a state championship for the uh, Panthers. 
That's right, man. That's right. That's what we're hoping for. I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me on, and we're going to continue to root for those Panthers as they go out and try to get this victory. You bet. And I'll tell you what, let's do this again soon, okay? Let's do it. Anytime. You just let me know. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'll do it. Cedric Harris, thank you so much. Best of luck this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? I will do it. Thank you, guys. You bet. All right, there you go. A uh, very important, and we'll remind you again, the uh, Walk of Love is coming up this Saturday morning. He said uh, registration about 8 o'clock. It uh, actually will begin around 9 on Broad Street, uh, uh, or Front Street, rather, not Broad Street, uh, but downtown on Front Street, and they got all kinds of things. So if you're not a walker or a runner, so what? Bring your kids down there, hang out, have some fun. I think the word he used more than anything else was community, really trying to bring community together. It's not too early on Saturday morning where you're getting up at 6 o'clock. It's a perfect time, and it's supposed to be a gorgeous day. We're looking like 80 degrees on Saturday. It should be still cool that morning. Oh, yeah, it should be perfect. So, anyway, that's what's going on on Saturday as well. Reminder now for tomorrow. We're not going to be in here tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be in Winsboro. If you're a Liberty Isle Leopard fan, Leopard's still alive in the playoffs. They've got game one of their series uh, against Brownsboro tomorrow. It's a uh, 6 o'clock start time, so it's an early start. Want to make sure that we're there in plenty of time in Winsboro, so no program tomorrow afternoon, just so we make sure to pass that along so uh, you don't hop in thinking, where'd those guys go? We're on the road. Game one tomorrow. Game two and possibly three. Two o'clock, Marshall for game two. Game three, if there is one, would be probably a half hour after that. All these games are going to be over on 1071, our News Talk uh, sister station. That's where Liberty Ilo lives, so we just want to make sure we pass that along as well. No Arkansas High, no Texas High. PG will be playing as well. In fact, I think they have game one of their series tonight. So both of those guys as well as... Uh, Ashdown playing. Atlanta had game one of their series last night against Tatum. They lost 8-2. to two. They'll have game two of their series this evening as well. So we're wrapping up baseball season. We've got four or five teams left that are finishing off the year, and hopefully some more of them are playing next weekend as well. Good, man. Don't forget, uh, Kirk and Company in the morning, Razorback Billy will be in here. Oh, man. Who could forget that? No one. He's you unforgettable. can't forget Razorback Billy. Appreciate uh, Austin Cross joining us as well as uh, Cedric Harris for spending a little bit of time with us. That's going to wrap us up. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079.